Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hey everybody, welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. Thanks for listening. My guest today is Jenny Geyser. Before we get to Jenny, a few announcements. First and foremost, our website is TravelTalesPodcast.com. You can go there, see articles that I've written, see articles that some of the guests have written. You can see photos of the guests. You can see links to their social media. And you can see links to our social media. And that would be Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter, There's links to our Facebook page. There's links to Stitcher Radio and Apple Podcasts, where you can listen and subscribe for free. We're also wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio. Look for us. Subscribe. Give us a good rating on all those platforms. I would appreciate it. That only helps us, boosts our presence, makes it easier for other people to find the show. If you think you might be right for the show, or maybe you know somebody who would be, you can write me at TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. That's TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. And I also like to get letters from people who like the show. That's always nice to hear. Well, here we are months into this pandemic. I'm recording this intro on July 23rd. The actual interview was recorded a few weeks ago on Zoom because, hey, don't have a choice. But again, it is what it is. We're a few months into this pandemic. I don't know how any of you are holding up. Uh, I'm a little restless, to say the least. But that was going to happen with the line of work that I'm in, in terms of travel, in terms of performing. Everything I've done for the last 30 years is, uh, has been stopped, which is a weird feeling. Live performing, uh, auditions, TV production, traveling, travel blogging. I always thought those things would stop individually, at different times, but never all at once. You know what I mean? So I have been grounded, like many of you, like almost all of you out there. My wings have been clipped, and I'm staying in place. And if you've been listening to the show, you know that in the last few months, I have talked to more than one person in the wellness game. Jenny Geyser is a yoga instructor, and a few weeks ago, we talked to Brittany Lynn, another yoga instructor. Last episode, I talked to Christina Alcivar who runs a website devoted to airport wellness. So you're noticing a theme here, a pattern. And I don't know about you, but in times like this, wellness has been on my mind lately. A lot of other stuff has been on my mind, namely some uh, rather sad and depressing thoughts, not only about my situation, but the situation of my country, the world in general. Wears on you, man. Wears on you. So maybe I have been seeking out uh, purveyors of wellness (laughs) recently, which is understandable in my eyes. I'm attracted ever more and more these days to positive people. I got enough negativity around me. Always have. Don't need to double up on it. The internet is a sea of negativity. I stopped reading the comments section of things long ago. So yes, I'm uh, seeking out some kind of positivity. And that's why it was nice to meet Jenny. Jenny Geyser is a yoga instructor who taught in Rome uh, as little, I think, as a couple years ago, or maybe even last year, and was planning to do so again uh, this year. But uh, hey, we all know what happened. Life happened. And I found Jenny on Facebook or Instagram or somewhere. We had some mutual friends. And I just happened to interview her uh, days before she moved from L.A. to Santa Barbara, where she grew up. And if you've never been to Santa Barbara, it is gorgeous. About an hour and a half north of LA, right along the coast. Beautiful place. So I certainly understand her decision to want to leave the big city, especially after a riot and a few other things that uh, we don't have to get into now. But uh, yeah, I get it. So we talk about her move a little bit. We talk about uh, her journey. And of course, we talk about Italy a lot. She's a vegan, and we dive into that a little bit and what it's like to travel as a vegan, especially through Italy, and I thought that would be a tough thing, but apparently it isn't. So I did learn something on this, and it was great to meet her. So for a dash of a little more positivity, I hope you enjoy this chat. I hope you're all washing your hands, wearing your masks, social distancing, because the quicker we beat this thing back, the quicker we can all get back to flying, traveling, performing, eating at restaurants, going to bars, 
being social animals again. I'm very much looking forward to that day, and I'm sure you are too. But we got to do this. We got to do it all together. We got to suck it up, and hopefully soon we can be back out there meeting people and seeing the world. But until then, please enjoy my chat with the lovely and charming Jenny Geyser. Jenny Geyser for Travel Fit and Well. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you behind a gigantic picture of flowers. Yes. In your house. And even though we're very close, we're maybe a few miles apart, but we are doing this in the safe, modern way of Zoom. Exactly. So people will have to deal with the audio and visual problems. Well, there's no visual, but you know, whatever. (laughs) A little bit. They're used to it by now. Have you done any of these uh, Zoom interviews before? I haven't. I've taught classes on Zoom before. Um, okay. So I'm familiar with some of the little yes. technical things. But Well, you are a yoga instructor and I guess, is it a wellness coach maybe? Yes. Or? Okay. Exactly. Wellness and nutrition. All right. So how long have you been doing that? And we'll get to the travel in a bit. Yes. Um, it's been almost 20 years, actually. This will be my 20? ninth year. Wow. So almost, yes. Oh my, you are like a professional. <laughs> Serious. Yes, I hope so. You are committed. <laughs> you are in with the cause. Very much so. Okay. But it. you're you're a California person though, right? You're a native? Yep. Yeah, born in Los Angeles, in Santa Monica. Wow. An yes. actual native. I mean, exactly. seriously. <laughs> like right down the street. Yes. Uh, and then you moved to Santa Barbara? I did. When I was 13, we moved up to Santa Barbara and I was there until I was 21. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah, exactly. Uh, For people who don't know Santa Barbara, it's like one of the most beautiful places. And it looks, I remember the first time I went there, I said, this kind of looks like the south of France. Exactly. It's it's beautiful. Mountains going into the ocean. I guess it's what, an hour and a half north of LA? Yes, just an hour and a half, even less without traffic. Okay, well, that Um. seems ideal. But (laughs) like an ideal place to learn yoga, is that where you got into it or was it after? It was after. I first became a personal trainer right after college, and that led me to start teaching group classes like cycling and um, strength training, and then I started teaching bar classes, if you're familiar with ballet bar. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. B-A-R-R-E? Yes, exactly. Okay. And then that led me to uh, getting drunk classes. Okay, good. No. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's a different kind of wellness, really, when you think about it. It's Um, true. Where did you go to college? Um, I, well, I graduated from University of Hawaii. Oh, um, again. This, yes. <laughs> your story just gets worse and worse. I know. I love, I love living in beautiful places by oh, the water. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So is that in uh, Honolulu? In Honolulu, yes. Okay. In the NOAA campus. It was wow. beautiful. What is that? Like? I always wonder about the people who go to college out there because, I mean, I wonder if I could live out there. In Hawaii, if only because of the, I think I would get island crazy. I think it's it's really isolating, isn't it? It is, especially if you like to travel like I do. Um, It's definitely makes it hard to easily go anywhere. Um, But it was, it was beautiful. But I was ready to come back. I came back to LA after, right afterwards. Yeah. I was wondering when I go there, I'm just like, could I live here? Like, "Mm, I don't know. Like Hawaii is great if you never want to leave. Exactly. You know, and then it's awesome. But right. it, yeah, when soon the minute you want to go somewhere different, now it's a pain. Yes. It's a pain, especially now. <laughs> <Even more Yeah>. so. <laughs> okay, so you get back from Hawaii, and you become a trainer. Yes, LA, like the capital of personal trainer. Did you have right. like any uh, big celebrity clients that you can almost name that we can guess? Um, not back then. <laughs> I can. I mean, I did have. I've had a couple, but I probably can't say that. <laughs> I probably can't say the names. Okay. All but, right. But a couple, yeah. <laughs> so. so let's get into uh, the travel aspect. Okay. And were your family big travelers growing yeah. up or did they expose you to a lot of places? Yes. Like ever since I was little, they took us all around the world. And we went on, um, we went on a cruise, a world cruise when I was five. A world yeah, cruise. Four or five. Yes, a world cruise for about three months. They wanted to take us before we started school. And so it was my younger brother. My littlest wasn't born yet, but it was me and my younger brother. 
and we went all around the world. Oh my God. <laughs> so, so that was pretty amazing. I don't remember much before I'm five. So what do you remember from that? I remember a lot, actually. Um, I remember China because we stopped in a couple of places in China and Hong Kong. And we went to, um, where else? Gosh, we were all over. I remember a lot from on the ship. Um, I remember going to India. Oh, wow. And like, there's a lot I remember. I remember my friends on the ship and even things like our, like just the staff that was working. Like, I remember a lot of the people. Um, but it was, it was amazing. Even at that age, it was pretty cool, (laughs) but, um, but that kind of started it off. And I just, they took us all over. Like we, I was pretty much every year we would go somewhere like on a big trip, a couple big trips, like Australia, around Europe, um, like Ireland, Scotland, Italy. That's when I fell in love with Italy. <laughs> okay, we'll get to Italy in a minute because I yes. love Italy too. It's hard yeah. not to, but oh, it's the best. What uh, of all those trips growing up? Were any incidents really stand out in your mind? Any scenes that really are you know just etched in there? Probably Africa. I'd have to say Kenya and Tanzania. And just seeing that we went twice um, when I was 11 and then when I was 13. And at 11, I didn't appreciate it. I was just very uncomfortable the whole time, I remember. Um, but then when we went back when I was 13, it, it was like a completely different experience. I think I just was more, I knew what to expect. And, and just we stayed at some really amazing places where the animals just come right up to you. And I remember having tea like at the top of... Um, like different mountains there. I remember when I just remember the mist and like the smell of the air and it was amazing. You didn't go to that uh, giraffe hotel, did you? We went to a hotel called the Ark where like a lot of the animals, they wake you up at night in your room. They ring bells (laughs) when the animals are there and then you, you scramble out of bed and go to the viewing window and they're all there. I don't think that was, I don't know if that was specifically, I don't think that was the giraffe one though, (laughs) but that was a pretty cool experience. That sounds amazing. Did you do that? Like uh, fancy glamping, they call it safari glamping. Yes. We did that in the Ngorogoro crater. Oh yeah. I went there. It was not glamping though. Yeah. Okay. um, I did a little rougher than, oh, than nice. that. <laughs> nice. But either way, there, it's just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Like, I just remember how open it was and how beautiful. Just really special. So when was the first trip to Italy and uh, what was the impression you had immediately? Do you remember the feeling you had? Yes. Italy was when I was 15. And I knew right then that I wanted to study Italian in college. I wanted to study abroad there. I I just fell in love with it immediately. Um, And we had rented a car and drove all throughout the country. And so we were stopping in all these tiny towns. And, and I was someone in like in high school and I loved um, like heavy like metal and oh really hair metal and all of that Uh. i know and we stopped in this little town of orvieto oh yeah yeah i've been there and we went to the store and it was a record store and they had all the posters up of all the bands i love and so it just made me i think that was just it's like a silly memory but it's something (laughs) that i felt very connected like oh you love def leppard too (laughs) exactly wow that's exactly how it was. And like, this place just gets better and better. <laughs> so yeah, it, it'll do that. And was, yeah. was there also a guy that trip? Like, was his name Carlo or uh, Gianni or Luigi? Gosh. Anybody? Gosh, at that age, I'm sure there probably was. Uh huh. I, I Here we go. Meet boys on my trips, but, mm-hmm. but on that one, I'm trying to think specifically. I think I was more just obsessed with with. Just everywhere we went. (laughs) Oh, and the food and the scenery and everything. So how many times have you, if you had to count, like you've been back to Italy? Oh, boy. But you you lived there for a little bit, didn't you? I lived there. Well, I studied in college in Florence. And then I, in two years ago, I taught um, yoga in Rome for two months. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that was amazing. So why Rome of all the places? I mean, I thought you could go to a little, you know, seaside town or something. You t- you picked the big right. city. I did pick the big city. And I had gone on a trip there um, the year before with my brother. And I had guest taught at a studio there um, that originally I had, I had taken class there the year before. And then I 
taught as a guest teacher the next time. And um, they invited me back anytime I, I wanted. They said if I wanted to move there, I could teach there. And so that's why it kind of just worked out. And I had a friend too who has some work out there and they had a family I could sublet an apartment from. So it just all all worked out well. Perfect. Yeah. And Was I love Rome. A certain place in Rome. What neighborhood of Rome were you in? Right in the center. So I was right by Piazza Navona. Oh, well, that's nice. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was amazing. So what time of year was that? That was from March through May, like March April, May. So you didn't get all the big heat and tourist season? No, I was right when it was, it was really cold when I got there and then it started to warm up and it was really nice. Yeah, you picked that nice. You picked that at the right time. Yes. (laughs) So was the plan, so this was just last year? That was the year before last, so 2018. So did you have a plan to make that permanent? I did, and I had gone over there thinking that it might be permanent. I brought my dog with me. Oh, wow, Um, which is not easy, right? No, it was easier than I thought it would be, actually, because she's small, but... um, but it, but it was like it was a big deal to take her over there. So um, just all the paperwork and everything. Yeah, don't they have to get shots? Do they quarantine them? No, like none of it was actually. They didn't even check any paper when I, I just walked right off the plane with her. They didn't even stop me. So mm. it's Italy. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> very, very dog friendly. Very very easy. Yeah. So so it was actually really easy to be honest. Like I feel like I could do it again with her, but. Um, but it's just, you know, the visa situation I couldn't quite figure out. And yeah, I was wondering about that. There were some little details. And that. Yeah. The, um, I hadn't planned, I guess. Okay. The visa situation, if you're only there for, you were only there for a couple months though, but yes. if, could you have gone on like a tourist visa and have them pay you under the table kind of? Um, <laughs> Italian yeah. style, you know, a little backhand. Of right. the, yeah, here's a little tip, like hey, a little something for teaching. you right over there. They were paying me like just cash to teach. Um, I hope that's okay to say. But, no, um, I work for the IRS. You're but in it trouble. was more if I wanted to stay longer than three months just to be able to stay was the issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, two years ago, you were going to, well, you went there to check it out. How come you haven't been back since or have you been um, back? I have. I have been back. I was back for... Um, about three weeks last year. And I was back um, that December for a couple weeks too. So I went right back that same year oh, um, okay. it, in December. And then I went back last year for three, about three weeks. Ugh. Okay. So, and then so I was you, hoping to come back this year, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. I know. Well, I mean, have you, have you tried, I mean, do you check the website every day to see, okay, what are they, are they making us quarantine or the, cause no, like right now we're, we're recording this on, what is this? June 26th, 7th, 6th, yeah. and, uh, Europe's not letting us in right? basically because yeah, we're the yahoos exactly. now that spread disease everywhere. Right. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, what's your plan now? I mean, do you, I know you say you're moving. We were right. talking before recording, you're moving back up to Santa Barbara. So yeah. is Italy still in the works or is it on hold for now? Um, it's still in the works, but I just thought this year has been so crazy. And um, I feel like just with my move, I'm just going to give it a little bit of time um, to see what happens with traveling. And if I'm able to go at the end of the summer, I would love to. Um, but I'm just playing it by ear just to see what opens up and what's possible. Yeah, um, that's what, that's what we all have really. to do. We can't, yes. uh, you can't make plans. Even domestically, I just go, well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what I can right. do. Right. So yeah, it's really hard. I think you're right in going to Santa Barbara. Um, I don't you. know. I don't know why you don't want to stay in LA. I mean, we just had National Guard here. <laughs> it was great. Exactly. They were, Fabulous. Uh, it's fun. It's very relaxing. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm like, yes. you have a room. You have a sofa. You have like a pull-out sofa up there. Uh, sure. Available yeah, anytime. <laughs> yes. A yurt, a TP exactly. in the yard. I'll take it. <laughs> exactly. You are more uh, than you welcome. St- you still have family up there. I do. My dad, yeah, my, my parents are up there. And, oh, okay. Well, that's nice. Yes. And then my, um, I have lots of friends. I have friends from high school still up there. And um, so, and then friends from LA that I've moved up there too, actually. Yeah. So it'll that, be. That sounds nice. It'll be good. Thank sounds you. Sounds like there's room for us all. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so in Italy, 
for people who because I love it. It's of course one of my top countries to go to, and food wise, of course. But I was just in Sicily last year, and and Milan the year before that for the first time. Nice. Is there a region other than Rome, a region that's your favorite? And give us a little uh, inside tourist info that maybe a place that maybe we don't know about that you always recommend to people. Gosh, I would have to say, as much as I love Rome, and I do love Florence and Tuscany, the Amalfi Coast still is my favorite. And I know it's a little bit more on the flashy side. Can you believe I've never been? Side. Oh, you have to go. It's, I know. It's I've seen awesome. a billion photos, yes. as we all have. But um, is there a better time to go? I, I'm just afraid yeah. of going in the summer when it's it, packed with people. Right. I've been... I've been so many times and September is a really nice time because it starts to get a little more quiet, but the weather is still good and the water is still beautiful to yeah. swim in. That's um, what I tell about the, yeah. all the, everywhere in the Mediterranean. September. Exactly. September is the month to go. You got to wait for the August crowds to leave, but the water's still warm and the weather's still warm. Yes. Perfect. I, I did that with uh, Greece. I did oh. the Greek islands that way. Oh, I love Greece too. September, yes. that's the place. Is there a certain town in the uh, Amalfi Coast that you like? Um, I do love Positano. I think it's beautiful and it's easy to go to Amalfi from there and and just and to take the boat ride. Like I would definitely recommend the boat. It's seriously, I've done it three times now and it's there. each time has been literally one of the best days of my entire <laughs> life. It's just magical. You like mean like a gorgeous. daily, just a little uh, a boat ride around the, the coast or take a boat from one location to another? Um, for the whole day. And, it's, oh, okay. and if you, it's worth the, um, the investment. <laughs> and if you can get a few people to split it with, you, you get the boat. It's a really nice boat for the whole day. And they bring wine and snacks. And they take you all around the coast. And you, they stop to let you jump off and swim. And then they bring you somewhere that they recommend usually that's amazing for lunch. And then you get back on and you swim some more. And then they take you in at the end of the day. But it's just, it's incredible. The water, just jumping off the boat into the water, it's just perfect. Okay, now that you brought up the food and the snacks, we're going to talk about the uh, other aspect of your site, um, which is the fact that you're a vegan. I, you know, I am not a vegan, but going to Italy and anywhere really as a vegan, as opposed to not being one, is a much different experience. Or is it? How hard is it to be a traveler and a vegan at the same time? With Italy, I think Italy's really easy actually because um, the pot, like there's so many different dishes that you can get um, that aren't made with dairy or eggs. And of course, without meat, I think it's much easier than going to a lot of American food restaurants. Um, but there's so much, so much is made with olive oil instead of butter. And there's tons of fresh vegetables and salads and pasta with, um, tomato sauce is my favorite, favorite anyway, like of any dish. Yeah. Well, I know with like the cities, they would be more accustomed to someone saying they're vegan. Vegetarians, one thing that's easy. Right. But, uh, to say you're vegan in, in another language, do they get it sometimes or some old lady in the little small town going, but I don't know what you're. But there's no meat in that. And it's like, no, because everything has butter and eggs in it. And right. it's like, have, have you ever had some miscommunication there? Um, sometimes, I mean, and I don't get like, if there is a little dairy in something that I wasn't aware of, like, it doesn't make me sick, at least or anything. Like, I'm, I feel fine with it. I just... I just try to avoid it. Okay. So it's, it's pretty easy to know what, like just, I know what to look for and it's easy to explain it. And I can speak a little Italian too. It's not perfect, but. <laughs> How do you not have the gelato? I can't not have it when I'm there. Probably twice a day. I think I have it. I do too. It's like, there's a lot of gelato that is vegan. That's dairy free, even chocolate. It's called fondente and it's their dark chocolate and it's not made with any dairy. So there's oh. actually a lot of options. There's so many options. Okay. It's actually really, I think it's easy. <laughs> yeah. What was the worst country for vegans that you visited? Gosh, I think Spain, to be honest, actually. Ham? Too much Spain. ham? Meat and everything, seafood, everything. Yes, I, I, found, I found myself, I went to San Sebastian. Oh, the food capital. Ago. Oh, yes, it was amazing. But I, had, I did have trouble there. I ate mostly um, potatoes and bread and olives <laughs> and um, salad, but there still wasn't that much of an assortment. I definitely found Spain to be, and I had the same problem in Mallorca and Ibiza. 
Yeah. So it's definitely definitely a little harder in Spain. I would have say. you been to South America? I have. I've been to Peru, Bolivia, Brazil. Brazil. Now there's a tough place to be a vegan. Brazil. Yes, that was a oh, long time. That's ago a lot of meat. That is that a, lot, a lot, of lot of meat. <laughs> yes. And then that you end up eating so many rice and beans. It's just like, okay, I can't have any more rice and beans. Yes, that's what I do in Mexico and oh, yeah. um, Peru. I did. Peru was actually pretty easy. They have a lot of quinoa and um, vegetables. Okay, so for our vegan travelers, give us a yes. uh, your top tips for vegan travelers that they can take on the road with them. What do you recommend that they do if they're worried about eating well overseas? Well, well, there's a great app called happycow.com and it works all over the world and it helps you locate restaurants that are, it includes vegetarian, but it's, it helps you kind of be able to pick restaurants that are at least friendly towards and have options. Um, and it's easy, especially if you're vegan, you, you know what to look for a lot of the time. So just don't be afraid to ask what you want and to, to ask them to make you something special. Cause usually everyone's so nice and, and they want you to um, be happy with your food and they want to help you. So especially things just like vegetables, like steamed vegetables or cooked in olive oil. Um, it's actually pretty easy as long as you know what to ask for. But, but those are probably, happycow.com helps just to read the menu. Don't be afraid to ask what something is. Often the places have English versions too, so it helps if you don't speak the language to be able to see the English version, version of the menu. So uh, vegetarians and vegans, a lot of them seem to have this one moment that was like the aha moment that turned them away from meat or uh, dairy or any of, the, of those things. Yes. Was there one moment for you or was it like a gradual kind of over time? For me, um, vegetarian was since I was young, like even in high school, I would like, I kind of went back and forth sometimes like growing like through my college years and things, but, but I've pretty much been vegetarian. I was eating vegetarian since high school even just because I loved animals and, and I just, I just didn't like meat. So for me, that was really easy. The dairy part, um, like cutting out cheese was probably honestly the harder thing for me and, and not, not ordering well to make sure that it's not cooked in foods or, um, but just reading what dairy does in the body was a big one for me and what they, how they treat the animals too. So it was a combination. That was what finally basically finished off dairy for me as <laughs> <laughs> a combination of just learning and reading. And how long ago was that? Aware. That was probably, I mean, with dairy, honestly, when I travel or sometimes if I'm at my parents' house, it's hard for me to not just because they, they think I'm a little strict with how I eat. They don't really understand completely. So I let things go just because I don't want to cause it's just sometimes easier right. to eat a little bit without, um, instead of causing conflicts. Right. Well, if mom's been cooking that recipe the same way for yes. uh, 30 years, she's not going to change for you. Exactly. And so it's not, <laughs> yes. Her house, her rules. That's the way it is. We can eat whatever we want at your house, but in our house, right. this is what's for dinner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I like, do the best I can when I'm there without causing problems. Oh, sure. um, but yeah. I mean, it's been a long time though, because I, like, I'm not, I used to be very into the raw food diet too, like the raw food vegans that don't Yeah, eat. that but would that be tough very, for me. Yeah, very extreme. And that's much harder to do when you're traveling and going oh, out. Yeah. Um, and I do think cooked food, there's benefits. You absorb a lot of nutrients when you cook the food. So <laughs> like my puppies. Right, there's there's one animal you love. <laughs> it is, I do Speaking of loving animals. Hey, there, we can hear her. Yeah. yeah right on wants, cue. <laughs> she wanted to say hello. No, oh, <laughs> good. Um, so aside from uh, traveling on your own yes. and teaching, you also were hosting retreats, correct? Yoga yes, retreats? Then um, I was planning one for this year um, for the fall in Tuscany, but that's not going to happen now. So I'm going to wait. And then I have one planned for Costa Rica in March, but um, I'm not sure – I'm not sure, to be honest. I'm doing that with another teacher, and he's not sure he wants to do it yet, so we might just wait for now. So I'm kind of putting everything, everything on hold a I bit. Um, Where were some of your past ones? Um, I was assisting in 
a, a bunch of retreats actually for with another teacher that I used to teach with. And those were in Ibiza, um, Mykonos, which was amazing. To All teach. the party islands. You took, you I went know. to the party <laughs> islands kind of... to get mellow. I like that. Yes. I think, yeah. Those retreats are a little more on the, par- the party side. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how does it work? You like this, yoga this. during the day and very, you know, serene and then are out in nightclub and ns, 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 yes. all night. Yeah, okay. That, that's what would happen. And I'm not a super party person. So a lot of times <laughs> I would sneak away and my friends know that. So my friends that were on the retreat know that. So if I, if they see me sneak away, then <laughs> they know where I'm going to bed early so I can get up early. So they had all these like hungover people in yoga class in the morning. Yes. It's, it's pretty funny, but, um, <laughs> but good times and yeah. good group of people. So I learned a lot from those also. So when you go, you just, you teach like a few classes a day or how does that work? And um, like a week long or like four days or? Those were those very those were usually about five days long. They were a little on the shorter side. The ones that I'll do, especially if they're further away, I, the one I was planning in Tuscany would be a week, and then Costa Rica is a full week too. Um, but I want to do one in Santa Barbara, hopefully a little bit sooner, which I would do just a long weekend, um, so that people can come up from LA just for a few days and just do some wine tasting and yoga. And- hey. So, you had me at wine yeah. tasting. I know. That's what I thought. Like yoga and wine can't, can't go wrong there. Have you, <laughs> have you been to the uh, the Mecca? Have you been to India and studied or gone to Rishikesh and done your thing? I have not yet, but it, it is on my schedule. I'm just, again, like I've, that's something else that I wanted to do this year. But I just now, of course, everything's on hold. I also want to go to Bhutan. Oh, yeah. I've always wanted to go there. Yes, me too. Like Rishikesh um, and around other cities in India, Bhutan, um, Nepal. I would love to trek to the base camp. That was on my list. That is another goal of mine. I have a... uh, I'm hoping that will happen still at some point. I have a bucket list, you know. Yes. And uh, yeah, trekking... To base camp, I have a few friends that have done it, and some oh, guests really? of the show have done it. Oh yeah, we've talked about it, Ooh, and uh, it's one of those things you put. Uh, I did Kilimanjaro, but I I wanted awesome. to do that, and I still haven't been to Nepal or Bhutan. They're on my list, or mainland China. Right. So those are those are my. I've been to Hong Kong and Taiwan a couple times each, but not not mainland China. So again, it's just like we're in this weird. Holding pattern. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, no. So you haven't been to Bali? You haven't been one of those white ladies with a yoga mat walking around Ubud? Uh, <laughs> no. eat, eat, pray, love style? I, I was supposed to go to Bali in March was when I was looking oh. to go. And then that, so that didn't happen either. So. This virus has screwed all <laughs> your plans totally. It's true. Bali and India were supposed to be this year, but. Well, they've been there for thousands of years, so I guess they could wait. Exactly. Another year for you. That's what I say about Egypt. Exactly. I said, well, those pyramids have been there for 3,000 years. <laughs> Maybe they'll true. wait another year for me to get there. But I'm still trying. That's yeah. on the list. It's on That's the list. That's on my list, too. I All know. right. Well, we got we got plans to make. Yes. But it's, um, yeah, what do we, uh, you know, yeah. I guess I we have to, like, be patient. Be patient. I don't do well with patience when it comes to travel. Yeah. I'm ready to book the flight now. And it's just like, I, I, I can't. <laughs> exactly Uh, see this is why i need wellness so speaking of the virus and the stress and the lockdown um i find myself talking to more i interviewed another uh, yoga instructor uh, and wellness teacher uh, of last month and she was on and i guess you know you must see a lot of people under a lot of stress now yes so what do you can you give us something <laughs> to uh, get us through or any kind of advice that you're giving people? I don't want you to give everything for free away, but, you know, if there's any, give me some positivity, please, some encouragement, anything. Yes, of course. Um, I find, well, one first thing, some, I find some people are very relaxed about it, whereas other people are very stressed about it. So I think definitely for the, the people that are on the more stressed side, to um, stop watching the news, stop looking at the numbers, just stop and just take a step back and just focus on yourself. And the more you take care of yourself, the better you'll feel because you won't worry so much. Um, So 
So like boosting your immunity, just eating really clean, healthy foods, lots of vegetables and fruits, um, taking a good, healthy source of vitamin C, zinc, getting enough vitamin D, getting outside. So many people are afraid to go outside and, and with the mask, it's, it's not very healthy to breathe through the mask. <laughs> so try to give yourself a break, go somewhere where you feel safe to be outside without a mask. So you can breathe the fresh air and just focus on the things in your life that you love. And, and I think, and I did read somewhere that it's, it's not good to force yourself into doing something new, but if I just honestly think that it helps though, if you have a goal or something that you're, a project to work on or something that makes you excited and happy. Like I'm working on an e-course right now and I've been working on this the whole, the whole quarantine <laughs> and I'm almost done with it now. So I think to have a project that's where you can come out feeling really happy and excited about something and to have something that you're trying to accomplish during this time to take so that it kind of takes your mind off of what's going on and puts it in something that's beneficial, something that helps you grow that you've been wanting to do but haven't had the time to do. or um, So I think just really taking care of yourself physically and mentally and emotionally if you're stressed and just to really focus on things that are positive in your life. But, um, yeah, that's good advice. Yeah. I tell people that too. I have friends that are really getting down, you know, when I said yeah, the turning off the, the TV and, and that kind of stuff and social media and stuff is a massive yes. help. I find to me, I don't watch the news anymore. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I read enough to catch up on things if I really want to, but you have to worry about what's under your control and what isn't. Exactly. It's so true. And, and the more you look at it and stress about it, by it, it, it can give you anxiety when you're just reading the negativity over and over. So if you just set it aside and just focus on yourself and what makes you feel really good, it, it just makes you lift like happier and feeling more grateful and joyful. Right. So I think it's just a mindset shift. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to focus on goals of things and uh, there are the same goals like uh, that I have every year a to get my Spanish better. Oh, nice. <laughs> I've been doing that with my Italian. <laughs> uh, and I'm so bad at it still. I mean, I get, yeah. And I slack off on it every, it's my new year's resolution every single year. And it's not, I don't have any time excuse now. Right. You know, I can't, I can't blame it on anything. It's like, I'm here. I should be learning. And then that stresses me out that I'm not doing my Spanish (laughs) lessons. What do you do your Spanish lessons on? I was doing the, the, the Duolingo for a little while. And then I I had, that's what I do with Italian. Yeah. Do you like it? I love it. I do. I love it. It's, I think it's fun. And I, I, I've been doing it every day. I think I'm on my, like a streak of 107 days or something. Ever since the quarantine started, that was my first day. I'm like, I'm doing this every day. (laughs) (laughs) So. Well, if you know Italian, you can get by with a lot of Spanish too. True, but I tend to mix them up. I studied Spanish through high school, and then I studied Italian through college. So I, I tend uh, to to mix them up now. Yeah, they're just they're just close enough to screw you up. Yes. So, how fluent are you when you go there? Uh, it takes me a little bit just to get comfortable speaking it, but I can pretty much get by. I'm just it's harder for me to hear it. Like I usually have to get them to slow down. Yeah. But I but I can get my point across usually. I'm just again a little <laughs> slow. I can read things pretty well and write things okay. Can you tell the difference between accents now there, like a northern Italian and a Sicilian accent or anything? Uh, no, I was warned when I went to Rome that I had there was in LA that the owner of a restaurant here, she was giving me lessons before I left to help me get comfortable. And she kept saying, when you get to Rome, it's all going to go out the window because like, <laughs> the way they speak. And it was true. I definitely struggled a bit more. Um, but in Florence, it's easier for me because I've, I've heard they speak more proper Italian there where it's a little more slang in Rome. But I started to pick up on, on the slang towards the end of my time there. Um, so it's interesting. But I, yeah, it's, I know the further south you go, the harder it is to understand. Yeah. They say the same thing about uh, Paris. It's oh. like, like there's a French that, they, that the Parisians speak that, again, it's so full of slang and different words that if you go to the rest of France, it's much different. Yes. So, yeah, that gets us true everywhere. <gasps> Going to New York, they don't speak the same in New York as they do in Alabama. So Right. It's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
what's on your bucket list that you've ne- aside from Bhutan and all those places? What, where have you never been that you've always wanted to go? I would love, yeah, aside from Bhutan, Bali, India, all of those, um, I would love to explore more of Eastern Europe. I've never been to Croatia. Um, oh, really? Love it. Oh, see, that's what I've heard. Like, I've heard the water is amazing. So that has been on my list for years. And I just always keep going back to Italy in the summer. So yeah. I need to venture out. Um, <laughs> but again, we'll, we'll see. But Croatia, um, Berlin, I would love to see. Prague, Budapest, all of that. They're all good. Area. Mm-hmm. They're all good. Can you think of one trip that was the worst? Like, if you were like, oh, that was a nightmare trip. Nightmare trip. Um, it could have been who you were with, could have been uh, they lost your luggage, could have been you got sick. Gosh, I did have a trip where, I, I obviously won't say names, but I did have a trip where someone um, that I was with, I, I, I was friends with her, but I didn't know her as well as I thought I did. And, and she was drinking so much that, <laughs> that I just could, I couldn't, it was, just, it was so much that it was uncomfortable oh. um, and, and very um, just the drinking for her made her very emotional. And so it was something that, that, that was a little uncomfortable. Uh. Um, so, so yes, that took a little bit away from, away from it. But um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. What, was that uh, in uh, one of these, was that in Ibiza or Mykonos or one of these party islands? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was, see, it was. there we go. <laughs> so I should what have, a shock. I should what have a known. Shock. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then when I was a kid, we went to Ireland and Scotland and they did, we had for my whole family, they lost my luggage, no one else's, but my, they did lose two of my suitcases, I believe. Um, and so they didn't show up for like five days later. So I had to wear all my mom's clothes, which was like, that's fine. But I, at that age, I was, I was, oh, yeah. so, so I always remember that. Um, <laughs> and mom doesn't have a Def Leppard uh, shirt. So. I know, exactly. I know. And I think I was 14. Oh, that's uh, so embarrassing. Like that type of age. It was like, yeah. You got your big <laughs> hair. You're ready to go out. That's funny. <laughs> uh, so uh, any, so no food poisonings, no um, uh, animal encounters, uh, scary animal encounters? When we were in Africa, I did, when I was 11, I did get food poisoning Ooh. in Africa. So I think that was one of the things that were that by our first trip there, I wasn't super excited about, because especially at that age, I was just uncomfortable. Like I didn't feel well. Yeah. Um, the food, like I thought was weird. Like I just wasn't feeling it then. Um, and then we did, one of the Africa trips, we did get chased by a hippo out of a, of a we walked down this hill. We got out of the truck or the safari vehicle. They're mean. Yes. And right when they started to get up, there was a bunch of them in this lake, like a muddy lake. And the, our guide said right away said run because he saw them getting up. And so we all had to take off running back to the, back to the vehicle. (laughs) We were fine, but it was like a little scary. And there's another, yeah, big snake encounter too. A snake? A snake. In Africa? In Africa. Now all these stories are coming back to me. Yeah, okay. Now there we go. (laughs) But yes, a nice big, big, big snake that even our driver was really scared of. So he got us out of there too. Um, That's like, you don't want to see your guide scared. You know, it's it's like you're, if the flight attendants panic, that's when I start to lose it. You know, I'm, I'm cool unless I see the flight attendants worry. Now, if they're worried, they do this every day. So if they're worrying, hmm. Yes. And that's how I am on planes. I just watch the flight attendants the whole time. Oh, yeah. Are you a good laughing, flyer? I'm not that great of a flyer, to uh, be honest. Like, I'm, even though it would never keep me from traveling anywhere, but I, I just, I'm nervous the whole time I'm in the air, sadly. So. What happened? Did, did you have a bad flight that scarred you or something? Um, no, I don't know. I think it's just the turbulence makes me nervous. And I think just I'm naturally like once once I was flying back, um, my older brother and sister in law got married in Hawaii. And it was my brother's second marriage. And he had my so he had my niece and nephew with them and they were little. And I was the one that was supposed to chaperone them home back to or back to San Diego at the time. And we were on the plane and they were on either side of me and we hit a huge patch of turbulence and I started crying and panicking <laughs> and I had my niece and nephew on boat on either side of me and they were little, like probably like 
seven and 10 maybe. And I had like, they were holding my hands trying to calm me down <laughs> because I was crying. Like I was so scared. I thought we were going down. Like I was completely so scared. And <laughs> so it was really embarrassing because I was supposed to be taking care of them and they took care of me. <laughs> it's like the responsible adult keeping a cool head. Exactly. So that was not a good, <laughs> not a good time. Right. <laughs> but we made it, <laughs> and we still talk about it to this day. <laughs> All right. Well, so this is where we can uh, get in your plugs, and you doing like online classes. Can people who are listening follow along and and take your online classes? Yes, I'm doing some, but they're not scheduled times yet. So um, because once I move, I'm going to start them back up again. But I was doing some on just on. Instagram live. Um, so once I move and get settled, then I'm going to start a regular class. I'm just not sure. I, I will be posting about that though. Um, in my Instagram's Jenny Geyser Wellness, but my website is travelfitandwell.com. And so I'll have everything posted there. On my website, I still have my Equinox classes, I believe. So <laughs> I will be switching that once I get situated. Hey, there's a goal. There's a quarantine goal. Update website. Right, Let me write I know, that exactly. down. Exactly. I was but, doing some uh, of that too. I know. I'm still, still figuring everything out. Didn't think it would last this long. <laughs> yeah. Well, is, yes. is the move going to be, well, how long have you been in your place now? I've been here about a year and a half. So, so you weren't there that long. Um, no. And I'm, I'm a good mover. So I'm pretty, I plan to have everything packed up and organized. I usually unpack in a day. Like yeah. I don't go sleep until I'm done. <laughs> so I should be pretty organized pretty well, if travel teaches us anything, you realize that you don't need much exactly. to live on. It's so true. Yes. And in Rome, the, the apartments must be tiny. Yes, I know. They're small. Mine was, mine was a one bedroom, but it was furnished. So at least I didn't bring anything but my suitcases. And a so dog. That, that was easy. And my dog. And I ordered her a big bed and a bunch of toys. And <laughs> I brought a bunch of her toys with her so that she would feel comfortable right away. So How does she do in the city? There's got to be a lot of weird smells that she's not yes, used to. I could tell. She was very interested, but, um, <laughs> but she didn't seem to. Like, she seemed to adjust right away, which was great. Um, and I brought her to the parks. And, okay. So what, what are the main difference in dog laws in Italy? Gosh. Is it more about, like, that people don't pick up the poop in Italy? <laughs> they seem to be pretty good about it, actually. I didn't notice anything... I like they're almost more pet friendly, I think. And I, I was allowed to bring her right into restaurants. No problem. Um, they can go into stores. They weren't allowed into the grocery store. Um, so that was okay. But once I went and tried to take her in and the guy that worked there just held her for me while I did my shopping. <laughs> so they're really, really nice. They love animals. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was great actually. What were the hardest things to get used to over there aside from the language? What was, what was the hardest thing to get adjust to? I think probably like finding my way around, like it would take me forever. If I, I taught at a lot of different studios there. And so just finding my way, because especially with Rome, there's so many little tiny hidden streets yeah. and on the map, sometimes it was difficult. So I was trying to like find my way on Google maps and, it's, sometimes it would take me an hour to find where I was going. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Google, everything. I'm good with directions, and Rome is still, I mean, you're talking about a city that was laid out in B.C. Yes. So it was just like, you know, you're on the same street, and the, the name of the street changes names like six times, and you've only been walking on it for 10 minutes, and you're like... Right. Wait, we haven't even turned, but this is now, this is like the fourth name I've seen exactly. of the same street we're on. And it's hard to call it a street. It's like an alley. Right. Yet it's, it's only like five feet wide, but oh no, this is a street. It's like, this is not a street, but yes. maybe in 2000 BC, it was a street, but you know, whatever. Right. And they give directions really funny there too. It's like, if you ask someone, they just kind of point and direct like <laughs> right or left, but they don't give the names of the streets. So they just, the directions are very hard. So I would find myself asking one person going a little bit further than asking another person until I finally got to where I was trying to go. 
Okay, you didn't try to drive in Rome, did you? No, I did not. Oh, that's and insanity. It would be insane. And I was like, some people suggested I bike, but I didn't want to try biking either. I just walked everywhere. You did? You didn't figure out? Did you try taking no. the buses? No. Okay. I I, I'm a walker. <laughs> I felt more safe and. Yeah, and it's good exercise. Yes. And it's amazing just to kind of walk, especially when you don't have to be anywhere and to just wander. There are just so many beautiful little corners and random little stores and it's just gorgeous. Okay. If it, you can plug one restaurant in Rome for people who are going. Oh. Is there one? Do you remember the name? Yes. It's called Cul-de-Sac. Really? Yes. Cul-de-Sac. Cul-de-Sac of all the names? Yes. Of all the names. And it's one of the most popular for locals, but it's right in the center by Piazza Navona and it's delicious. It is, it's always packed. Like you have to always wait, but you can get wine and drink wine while you wait. Um, <laughs> but just, it's amazing. And the people are so nice there and it's really cute. There's wine all stacked along the walls and it's very cozy and the food's amazing. What's the first thing you eat when you come back to America? And let me guess, oh. Mexican food. Mexican well, avocado. Yes. Avocado. Yeah. You are so Californian. Avocado. I gotta have an avocado on everything. I gotta have an avocado. Yeah. Yeah. When I talk to expats and stuff, that's usually like Mexican food is usually the first or second answer. Yes, it's true. Definitely avocado for me. Um <laughs> I love it. I did try to buy an avocado there once in Rome. At a, I know. And it said, I asked where they, because I, I saw the avocado at one of the, the markets and I got so excited. I asked them where it was from because I thought it was probably from Italy. And they told me it was from Mexico. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was like, I think I'll just wait. Yeah. <laughs> I've made that mistake overseas all the time. If I'm gone long enough, it's like, man, I need a Mexican fix. Yeah. And then I'll go to the whatever is country's version of Mexican food, and it is terrible. Yes. It's always so bad, and we're like, oh, I hmm, I'm sorry I did this. I, re- I wish I would have waited. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. That and a lot of uh, Asian food, like Japanese or Thai or something, I'll, I'll try overseas. And, and unless you're in those countries, ugh. Yeah. We get very spoiled in LA with food wise, especially Asian and of course, Mexican. Right. That's true. And Thai. I love yeah. the Thai here. Love it. <laughs> love it. Yes. Well, you'll get all that in uh, Santa Barbara and I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. And, and come gi- visit. Yes. And give us, uh, give us your uh, social media and emails again or, or how people can find you. Oh yes. Travelfitandwell.com is my website. Jenny Geyser Wellness is my Instagram and then on Facebook, I'm Jenny Geyser. So. Okay. Well, I've, uh, links to all this on uh, Travel Tales. Awesome. And um, thanks. It was nice to meet you. Well, hopefully, maybe we can meet in person before you, you skip out of town. Yes, let's do it. All that right. great. Well, if I have anything, <laughs> it's a lot of time on my hands these days. Awesome. All yes. Right. And then seriously, come say hi in Santa Barbara anytime. No, I love it. I'm due for a visit up there. It's been so yes. long. And all my trips now are sounding like they're going to be in driving distance for the next couple of months. Right. So, <laughs> you know, I'll be, I'll be making my way up the coast. Yes. Let me know. But, okay. Well, thank you so okay. much for doing thank this. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Jenny Geyser, everybody. 